you know, I wonder how much of this is what she actually really believes and how much of this is like, let me say something polarizing that'll be disruptive. We'd be called the female Andrew Tate. How do you plead? Well, I take it as a compliment. You know, I'm a fan of Andrew Tate. Of everything you said? Um, Bruce Lawn. Pearly Things was deemed the female Andrew Tate and went on a Pierce Morgan show and had a heated debate. Now, she got some things right. She got some things very wrong. Okay, so let's jump into this conversation. Uh, this is a fascinating, fascinating video. I, I'm hoping to have a conversation with Pearly Things sooner than later about her views on faith and some of the questions she has around Christianity. She actually called into David Wood's stream when they were discussing Islam and had a very, I think, productive conversation. But um, this conversation is very interesting. So the title is The Female Andrew Tate. <laughs> Pearly Davis on why she thinks women shouldn't vote. Yep, correct. Women should not vote. Welcome back to Fears Organization. So Pearl Davis has racked up a legion of online followers and plenty of breathless newspaper coverage by sharing her incendiary views on modern feminism. The New York Post called her the female Andrew Tate. So she tapped into genuine female pushback to the excesses of wokery, or is she just an attention seeker? We'll find out in a moment. But first, let's take a look. Wokery, I like that. That's interesting. Did she tap into the... Yeah, that's good. Look at the clip that sent her viral. A lot of people think I'm insane because I don't think women should vote. Everybody thinks I'm crazy for this opinion. If anything, this is probably my most extreme opinion. 90% of women have been on birth control. One out of three women has had an abortion. One out of three women has an STD. Uh, average body count is over five, so that your average wife has slept with over five people. 95% of women are not virgins on their wedding days. So I understand the complaint. I'm curious on where she got all those stats from and how accurate they are. When I looked up the CDC, for example, they, they said that the average... Per the CDC, and this is self-reporting, so maybe it's wrong, but the average body count for the average man is six and for the average woman is four. Now, maybe women are exagger uh, uh, reducing it, men are exaggerating it. I don't know. But um, I would say those are pretty alarming statistics, you know, but I'm curious. Uh, I, I would I would someone go fact check her, you know, on, on these things. OK, because there is a statistic that she throws in here that's just flat out wrong and we're going to address it. But then there's also something she says here that I agree with her on. Okay, well, Paul joined, uh, joins me now alongside political journalist Ava Santini. He was nodding furiously along there to everything she heard. <laughs> uh, right, Paul, you become, you be called the female Andrew Tate. How do you plead? Well, I, I take it as a compliment. You know, I'm a fan of Andrew Tate. Of everything he says? Um, it depends what we're talking about. But overall, I think he's got a good message. I think he's good for young men. Okay, look, you're talking about women predominantly, uh, which is why you've got this big following. And your view is that modern feminism is deeply flawed. I would argue a lot of your proposals, like taking the vote away from women, are deeply regressive. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to remove, just from yourself, the right? You know, I wonder how much of this is what she actually really believes and how much of this is like, let me say something polarizing that'll be disruptive. I could agree with some of these points in terms of like, let's bring back marriage and nuclear family and reduce divorce. Okay. But then to be like, women shouldn't vote. It's like, uh... To vote. Well, um, what happened was I, I had the same view, right? Um, back when I started, I was like, why? I found out that only 5% of women wanted the right to vote. And I couldn't figure out, like, why would women not? No, it's true. It's true. Well, at, the it at the time. At the time. Because they've been conditioned by men to think that they shouldn't have a vote. I, I mean, that's what they say. But, you know, I started reading their writings, right? And what I So she's saying at the time that women got the right to vote, only 5% of them wanted the right to vote? Pierce Morgan says, well, well they were condition to not want to vote. Maybe it was viewed as like a vote per household. Again, okay, I don't have the time to go dig up all the statistics, but there's one here she says in a moment that we're going to look at that's just completely false. What I found out was that 
the reason a lot of women advocated for it was because they believed it was the beginning of the breakdown of the family. You know, before you became one in marriage, 85% of people were married. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but they were right. What has happened 100 years later? Well, what's that going to do with them having the vote? Well, it also goes back to responsibility. <laughs> um, again, men are 80 to 90% of the military. They run all of the infrastructures that make society run. So I just think if we want an equal say in society, then be equal. Do 50% of the hard jobs. Be 50% of the military. In the U.S., um, they're fined $250,000 if they are not, they don't join um, selective service, which is essentially the draft. Okay, but on, on so, specifically on the vote, what would having the right to vote have to do with family cohesion, for example? Well, because again, before you weren't trying to divide Shout a family. To- it was one family unit. You had one vote for the family. I- so her argument here is that if women want true equality, then they need to truly be about the same things that men are about. Go do the hard work. Go build the infrastructure. Go do the hard jobs. That's that. That's the argument here. I mean, I don't think it's good for a family to have two votes. Ava, your mouth seems to have dropped about no, do you know three feet. Like, like, no, you know, it's just sort of a bit galaxy brain. I feel like, you know, the, the stats that you're putting down are perhaps correct in some universe. Which, which stats? They just kind of don't really add up. I mean, just, just to take you back to the mm-hmm. to, to the women's writings that you've allegedly read. I mean, allegedly. The time- allegedly read the shade. Well, what do you mean allegedly? At the time that you're talking about, you know, women weren't really allowed to write. They weren't allowed to go to school. Yes, they were. Yes, they so were. That, that's think, incorrect. The first okay, female well, yeah, property, the first female property owner was in the 1600s. The idea that women couldn't work and couldn't. I'm so sorry, that, but that the would first be female, inherited No, the first. No, no, the first female. The first female millionaire was in the uh, late 1800s. And was that so, inherited? Okay, so okay, now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. Hey, you want to see something kind of crazy? Over 75 percent of the people that watch this channel are not subscribe please consider subscribing and turning your bell notification on so that you don't miss anything we have going here all right peace first female millionaires madam cj walker all right 1867 to 1919 was an african-american entrepreneur philanthropist and political and social activist she is recorded as a first female self-made millionaire in the guinness book of world records so is that a W for, for Pearl here? Property owner was in the 1600s. The- okay, so when was the first female property owner? Okay. Okay, so that that seems inaccurate based on just a basic Google of it. History of female property owner. By the beginning of the 20th century, most women could legally own property. So by the beginning of the 20th century, women could own property. First such law was in Mississippi, which is granted married women the right to own but not control property in their names. So 1800s, she said 1600s, okay? She said 1600s. So uh, I think she got that one perhaps wrong, but she was right about the first millionaire. The first woman millionaire was um, was a black woman. That's a W. The idea that women couldn't work and couldn't... I'm so sorry, that's, that's, but that first female, inherited no, the first, No, no, the first, female, the first female millionaire was in the uh, late 1800s. And was that inherited? So, so it, no, it wasn't. It was self-made. She was, it? No, yes, it, it was. Self-made. Yes, it was. was. Okay, so this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. That's a W for Pearl uh, on the millionaire part. This lady doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, and, and the way she's treating her right now... Again, I listen, I'm not the biggest fan of some of Pearl's views, but the way she's kind of like... <laughs> Treating her is kind of cheeks. And was that inherited? So, so it, no, it wasn't. It was self-made. She was, she, no, yes, it was. It was self-made. Yes, it and was. She never she was, yes, it, she did not inherit it. what law permitted that? What? What law permitted that? Well, there was no law. I mean, there's always been okay, women anyway. that were influential let, let, let's in get on to Let's get on to the vote. So what I don't understand... Now, she's smart. Move on from the conversation because Pearl, Pearl came prepared in this conversation. She learned from the H3 debate. She came prepared with her facts. 
All right. So shout out to Pearl for coming with some facts on this one. Stand is, you know, a part of your message. I've just, you know, I've researched you today. I, and hang on a minute. Okay. You know, your, your big push is that you care about men and you don't think that men are getting enough of a say. But I care about hang women on, too. I have a bigger point yet. Okay. Um, because of feminism, okay? What I wonder is when you start making calls out like repeal the 19th, women shouldn't be allowed to vote. Mm -hmm. How is that helping young men? Because these young men have women in their lives. They have mothers, they have sisters, they have teachers. And they turn around, they don't know how to act around women because you're giving them license to be misogynistic. I, I wouldn't call it misogynistic. I say be equal. So again, I, men. And do all of the, feminists well, then, okay, I'd love for the feminists, please apply for the oil rigs. Please go do the hard jobs in society. What they're open, they're work? hiring, because I don't equate for, I, I don't think men or women are equal until we do the right. equal work. So, no, no. So, uh, here's the thing. What do we mean by equal, right? If you're coming from a Christian worldview, you believe that men and women are equally created in the image of God, okay? We're both image bearers of God. Galatians says that there is neither male nor female, Jew, no Greek, slave, nor free. So we believe that people are intrinsically equal in the sense that they're created in the image of God. What Pearl is attempting to say is that because we do different things, then therefore we're not equal? Which I would say, what, what, do you, what, what are you meaning by equal, right? Obviously, people who have different functions and have different uh, capabilities, they're going to be different. But are we saying they're intrinsically not equal? And why does the right to vote need to come with the same work skills or the same contribution to the economy, right? So yeah, equal in value and worth, different in roles and responsibility. That is what being complementarian is. That is the position of the scriptures. I think fairly fairly clearly, we have different roles, but we're equal, right? Um, I, I don't know why one would get the right to vote and one wouldn't, okay? Listen, listen, go, go apply to be on the oil rigs. Go do, go be a plumber, go be electrician, go be on the front lines of the military. And then we should have equal rights. But until feminine, I don't, to be fair, I don't think there's any men that want women with them on the front lines of war. I think that's been proven to be ineffective. No disrespect to women. No, I bet you there's women plumbers out there and whatever, but generally speaking, women aren't working on the oil rigs and not working as plumbers, so on and so forth. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't understand why in order to be equal, we have to be the same. That is not what being equal means. Being equal and being the same are not synonymous. Yes, are willing to do that. I don't believe we should have the freedom without the responsibility. Okay, but I don't think that I'm physically built for that. You might be, but I'm absolutely not. You <laughs> Yo, this shade. This lady came. I wonder if her, her jokes uh, were pre-planned, right? Because that, that, the shade here is amazing. It's two, two just shots, right? At, right, like personal shots of pro, which I, I think is important. Poor taste if we're going to discuss the merits of the ideas. Obviously, there's also hard in a nine-minute clip, but goodness gracious. No, but you, wow. you said you were wow. a volleyball wow. You said you were a volleyball player, and so you've got more strength than I do. I don't think but that I, I, have more do strength, those I don't have more strength than I'm the average take man. Your right away I, don't do have a, I don't have more strength than the average man, but my again, it goes back to go be a She was going to say my brothers can beat me in any sport because I've heard her say that before. You want to be equal, go be you equal. Also, you, you, also, but you, don't want, you want divorce to be made illegal. Yes. Why? Yes, because I don't think what we have today is really marriage. What is marriage? It's for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health till death do us part. That's what marriage is supposed to be. But feminists have ruined marriage for the people that actually believe in marriage. How? When there's a 50% divorce rate. And okay. Now, this was flat out. Anyone that's ever looked at the statistics knows that this statistic is not true. Uh, this has been explored in, in, this has been explored at length in a book called The Good News About Marriage, Debunking Discouraging Myths About Marriage. 
anyone that's ever looked at this can easily verify that that 50% divorce rate is complete hogwash. The What that number is, is when no-fault divorce laws got passed, they were projected to have a 50% divorce rate. The divorce rate effectively is closer to 35 to 40%, okay? And we can verify this as well. So I think this is just a complete L on Pearl's part. And so again, you guys could all verify this. So has the divorce rate ever been 50%? Nope, never was. Despite the fact that many hold this wisdom as truth, experts have debunked this figure multiple times. Okay. So uh, this is a huge red pill talking point. Why get married if you can get... It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. I debated this with Rallo. The effective divorce rate is about 35 to 40%. Okay, that's what the actual divorce rate is. Um, some people say 41%. It, but it's nowhere near 50%, never been anywhere near 50%. And, and what you find out is the more income you make, the less likely you are to get divorced. And then it flatlines at around 200K per household, okay? So um, so if you just look at divorce rate per income, the divorce rate consistently decreases from 40 to 30% as income increases. As couples' income increase, divorce rates tend to decrease, but only to a certain point. Once a couple has an income of 30%, divorce uh, rates remain steady at around 30%. Um, in a certain, you know, math, I would say that divorce rates lower than that. And when you look at this here, the, the 10%, that's how those numbers look, right? So it's around 40% then it goes down and here, and then, it, you know, it's, it, it tapers off. Okay. So these numbers are not accurate. These numbers are not accurate. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. So, uh, it's a talking point, right? And, 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 People regurgitate this nonsense all the time, I think, as a way to discourage people from getting married. And I think it does a lot of harm. All right. So if you want to not get divorced, simple way to not get divorced, maintain a low number of partners, preferably zero partners. Okay. Be active in a local church. Practice your faith. Okay. And make an above average income. And when you stack all those variables together, the divorce rate completely plummets off of completely flatlines for Christians who practice their faith, who have not been super promiscuous, and who make an above average income. Okay. So that's that's how those numbers really uh, shape out. So Pearl's incorrect here. And average marriage why is it all down to the years. women, though? I, I, I didn't say that it was all down to the women. So why what, 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 you asked why I want divorce to be banned. Yeah. Right? Can I finish yeah. that first? So I'm saying, you know, the people that believe in divorce, go be in long-term relationships. Leave marriage for the people that actually believe in, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. But doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on the woman being a virgin? So you wouldn't be able to get married. This lady with the personal shots, man, she just calls out her for not, I mean... And Pearl admits this is a fair point. I, what do you What do you mean? Well, you've spoken quite openly mean? about how you're not a virgin, and so if you want to preserve that sanctity of marriage, then, you, been, know, you know, I, and I, wish, I just think that you're upholding standards that you don't actually. You know, and that's a fair that's a fair complaint. I wish I was, but you know, we can't go back. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, but I just don't think it's 80, fair that you get to be here and you get to be paid for your views, and you're uh -huh. telling other women that they shouldn't be allowed to. I, I think. I, what is the hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, I mean, the, if I may, at <laughs> some stage, jump in. Um, isn't the whole point of being a feminist though that women are entitled to have their own views? Absolutely. So she's perfectly entitled to have views. Shout out to Pierce Morgan standing up for pearly things. And pearly things is entitled to her own views as long as she's not spreading nonsense and like a 50% divorce rate. She's entitled to have her opinions. Not like that. But I'm here to challenge Isn't she exercising her rights as a, are you a feminist? 
No, I am not. Really? <laughs> no, you know, I wouldn't. Don't go that far. You don't want to be a feminist? <laughs> no, because I think if feminists really believed in equality, but you guys don't, I would love for you. There is an oil rig hiring. <laughs> there is an engineer. I would actually love hiring. to see Ava Sartain I, on no, oil rig. No, seriously, always. seriously. Uh, there is a building being built next to my building. Go do it, feminists. But, go but, do it. And me, but, I'm but, saying the same job that I'm get, doing right now. When you now. find the man you want to get. Yeah, I, I think I think this is based on a presupposition that equal means the same in every which every which way. I don't think I don't even think feminists believe this. I don't think feminists believe that to be equal you have to be the same in every which way. I think it would be it would be to be equal would be probably to have equal access to opportunity. Get married to. Are you saying you will literally you will be with that man whatever happens for the rest of your life? Yes, for for the vows that we're supposed to live. How by. do you know you can keep them? I I mean, look at I think it's a choice, and that's the thing. Like women are so willing to leave marriages because they're not happy. This is not about happiness. The most important thing is the children, and the problem is we have a modern society where it's me, 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 my feelings, leave when I feel like it, instead of doing what's best for the kids. Hey, but I would agree with her that we do have a me, me, me society, but I think personally that it's not just about the kids because. The kids don't benefit when the 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 couple isn't functional and healthy. That marriage, I would say, is not just about happiness. I think she's right. But I would say marriage is about holiness. If we're looking at it from a scriptural point of view, marriage is a metaphor for God's, uh, Jesus's relationship with the church. And that is about being conformed into a holiness. Like, that's not about making you happy. It's about making you holy. And punchline, when you become more holy, you will, by proxy, Become more joyful and happy. Okay, so she's halfway right there. I'm gonna say, and yes, I, I've covered this extensively, Rad. I I think when there's abuse in a relationship, absolutely. I think, uh, uh, excuse me, when there's abuse in a relationship, I do think that um, divorce is permissible. I did a whole video res uh, responding to Abba and Preach about this exact topic. Um, you guys could could check that out. Hey. It's a little bit listening to Andrew Tate, where some of it I really don't agree with. I don't agree with the vote stuff. When I hear things like that, I think there'll be a lot of people, especially older generation women, perhaps, who think, you know what? She's got a point. Well, I mean, I believe in agency. So I think that if a woman is going to look after her children in divorce, that's absolutely fine. I also believe in your right to speak your mind about it. What I don't understand. I'd, I'd like to what say, I don't even understand. before the 1920s, you know I mean? women could speak over. <laughs> Openly. Yeah, this idea that like women couldn't talk the last 500 years. There have been women throughout know, history American state that have been, system has that failed been, has, before, has, has, been, has been, there have been women throughout history that have read, written, and been very influential in society. Okay. So this idea like women could never do, do it. You know what, I, what I don't understand though is when it gets spiteful, okay? Because you put down a few arguments that I think are perfectly, like, you know, they're kind of evangelical and they're Christian, but those are your rights. Okay. And, 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 and so here, here lies the issue is pearly things repeatedly gets conflated with being an evangelical and a Christian. And she's not. She's not an evangelical. She does not speak on behalf of Christians. She herself recently, in a tweet, apologized for having all these things to say about religion, specifically about Christianity, specifically about Islam. So this is the issue is when you conflate some of the same, similar things she's saying, some of which are like, yeah, people shouldn't get divorced. No-fault divorce laws haven't been helpful. I mean, Frank Turk said this two years ago. He said, no-fault divorce laws have done more to harm the nuclear family than the LGBT, the LGBT community ever has. Frank Turk, ma massive apologist. So there's certain things he's saying that are true, but she's also backdooring a lot of other nonsense that's not true, like 50% divorce rate, right? And so all of this then gets kind of umbrellaed as like she's speaking as a Christian or on behalf of evangelical Christians, and she's just not. 
I don't understand is when it kind of seeps into the sort of you call women fat, you say that they shouldn't have abortions, you say that they, they have fat? STDs. <laughs> you know, I mean, the question is, are they fat? Yes I, or no? The average American woman is 170 pounds. That's that pounds. That's objectively overwhelming. I mean, let's be honest. The, the, the issue here, though, is that if we're going to talk about objectively overweight, you could argue that pearly things is objectively outside of a healthy BMI. All right. And that's other people have made that argument, not me, but other people have. So this idea of uh, women are, eh, that's not the pot killing the kettle, uh, kettle black. I don't know what it is, right? I, I think these sorts of things are, are not helpful. We now, we now celebrate morbid obesity. As, now here, Pierce Morgan has a, uh, a point. Some kind of body positive thing, and it is complete nonsense. So actually on that point again, there's a bit of truth and in this that. Is the problem. this is the problem. How have we come to celebrate morbid obesity as body positive? Well, it's watched, nonsense. We're not talking yes. about morbid. Correct, that is nonsense too. Ladies, I was actually watching your podcast earlier and you, you spoke to someone who was, I, I would say probably a size 12 and you called her it, fat, a beast and a divorcee. She was. Uh, size, size 12. This lady right here is 6'1 in a size 12. This lady right here is 5'9 in a size 10. Both of these women are within a healthy BMI. So it would depend on what size we're talking about. Whoa. Right. So it would depend on the height. Uh, yeah, depend on the height. Um, okay. Yeah. I, so I don't know who the lady she's referencing um, is, but. Fat obese and a divorcee. I mean, like, I don't know what to say. This is the thing, women, we don't want to live in reality. We don't want to say things that are true. Was she fat? Yes. Was she a divorcee? Yes. These things are just objective facts. Okay. I'm going to have to objectively. And, and she insulted me first. They always. I'm going to have to objectively end the debate. <laughs> it was an interesting conversation. I thought we should get you two back together I as a matter of urgency. Uh, thank you very much, Pearl. Thank you, Ava. Yeah. What a mess. I think Pearly got that debate, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think she got that debate. I think that lady didn't know what she was talking about. She didn't know that the first uh, self-made millionaire woman was over a hundred years ago and she was black, right? So there's a lot of things that um, are not, are not uh, true. But they probably also said some nonsense. But in, in that discussion, uh, the lady seems to have personally attacked her first. Um, but to, to, to Pearl's credit, she came in there prepared. And she was not very prepared with the H3, H3 conversation and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I generally don't consider 12 fat. I would say average or not lean, maybe a little. I think we would all agree that it comes down to size, uh, height, right? Come down to height. So if you're... If you're, uh, shout out to my man CP in the, in the chat, he said, if you're 5'5 five five and you're wearing an XL as a dude, you're fat. I'm going to say it. If a dude is 5'5 five five wearing an XL, he's fat. And so if a girl's 5'4, five 5'3 five and she's wearing a 12, she's fat. Same thing, right? If you're, if you're short in, in a size 12, you're probably fat. And, and by fat, I, I, I just mean you're outside of a healthy BMI range, right? Or outside of a healthy body fat for a woman. Hey, this is a segment from our daily after party stream. Consider partnering with us online for as little as $5 a month to get access to these daily after-party streams completely unedited. You'll also get access to our podcast as they are streamed live into the community before anyone else gets to see them, get to interact with our guests, get access to our private Discord server, and a discount code for our store for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately, that will help towards helping us continue contextualizing the gospel using media and podcast here on YouTube. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.